What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, what Joe? Is, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good, good. Um, so we're going to do this episode a little bit differently with everything that's obviously happened uh, in the last 48 hours in the NFL. Uh, we are going to... Uh, talk about the situation with the Buffalo Cincinnati game and DeMar Hamlin. And then we will get into the usually scheduled programming with the kickoffs and then the uh, quick hits. And then we will do the press conference at the end. We're going to kind of do this as a walkout situ a walk off situation in the front though, because this is something that obviously needs to be addressed. Um, Buffalo Cincinnati Monday night football uh, into the first quarter. What was there? Four minutes like left in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, DeMar Hamlin takes a hit. The safety for Buffalo takes a hit from uh, T. Higgins. Uh, it was a pretty brutal hit. Um, gets up and then immediately goes back down. Uh, Joe, you were we were talking about this before we uh, started recording, but do you uh, what were you doing? Did you see this live? What were you thinking? What what happened? So I didn't see it live. Um, let's say the Monday night. I, uh, Complete honesty with our listeners. I really don't like. Uh, I really don't watch Monday night games, especially this year. It's been a lot of bad Monday night games. But um, I was I was watching the game not super intently, but I had it on my phone uh, and was looking at it every now and again because this was a big game, uh, supposed to be a big game. And I walked to the kitchen, and I came back to my phone, but I didn't have the game on. And then I just see my group chat taking a weird tone and one of my buddies saying did he just dot 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 and i'm like what is he talking about and then everybody's saying different things and then i go back to the broadcast and the first thing i hear from joe buck is and now they're administering cpr and i was completely confused so i was like uh what what just happened? So I go to YouTube, uh, YouTube. I go to Twitter, and I'm like, I look up the trending topic, and it's trending. And you see the video, and I'm thinking I'm going to see something like super gnarly. Yeah, and I'm just bracing because I don't kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like those kind of things. So I'm like bracing myself, and then I see the play, and then I'm like, okay, and then he stands up. And then his body just gives out and he falls on the ground. And I'm like, oh, no. And at first I thought, okay, was he concussed? And then he fell on the ground. And then, like, the way his body hits the ground, his head kind of hit the ground. I was like, oh, dang, was that a, like, did he get concussed, stand up too soon, and then fall and get concussed? And then I go back to the broadcast and it's like, it's as if his heart is stopped. And I'm like, wait, what? So it was kind of just piecing everything together, and it it was just the most chilling, like I, I mean, I can't even say hour plus because I stayed up until like three a.m. just like hoping there was an update that he's fine, he's breathing on his own, or they've yeah. Taken... We were texting about this at the time too because yeah. we were both like, "What?" Yeah, it was um so similar situation. I was at work and I was actually just about to get off. Um, I was finishing up at work and I came up from downstairs. Uh, I had changed and I was coming up and the game was on. And obviously we talked about it before I had Stefan Diggs. I only needed like 
not even 20 points to win fantasy. So I come upstairs and I go to like check out, you know, what's going on in the game. And one of our bar guests, almost in like a uh, like jokey way, because he didn't, re- he was like drunk and half paying attention. He goes, God, you'd think someone died on the field the way they're like, they've stopped this game. And I was like, wait, what, what happened? And he goes, well, somebody got injured, but it didn't look like it was that big of a hit. But if you remember on the broadcast, they didn't replay, like they cut immediately. So, um, I went to Twitter as well to see what happened. And as soon as I saw the hit and him get up and fall back down, I immediately looked at my coworkers and the guy at the bar and I go, Oh, his heart stopped. Mm. And I, I, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not a doctor, I'm not a doctor, but the way that shoulder pads went into his chest, the way he stood up and cause I've been concussed several times. Like I know how you fall when you, when you get your bell rung and that's, you know, that's and, not uh, the way you fall. Y- exactly. And so when I saw it, I go, Oh, when his he heart fell, stopped. He looked lifeless. Yeah. And, and so it's one of those things where, and I just know this from rehabs and detoxes and stuff. When you deal with heroin addicts, that can stop your heart too, is when your heart stops, you are still aware for seconds after that because mm. your body has that residual effect of like, it's like when people say, oh, if you get decapitated, you can still see for like five seconds. It's like that sort of a thing. Yeah. And so when he got hit, and then he stands back up and then immediately falls. That's why in my head, that was literally the first thing I thought was, oh, his heart stopped. When he got hit that way, his heart just like the way T went right into his chest, mm-hmm. where it hit on his chest. I was like, oh, that stopped his heart. And I, too, was glued to my phone, like refreshing, refreshing, because yeah. I was just waiting for the they administered CPR, hit him with a defibrillator. He's fine. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. And it was a weird situation. It was a dark situation where I, and we were talking about this and one of my coworkers was like, Oh, it sounds like PTSD. I don't, I don't know what it was, but all this stuff started rushing back into my head about like, you know, just how violent football is and like all this stuff that can happen long-term even that you don't think about. And when you see something like that happen in the moment and he literally was dying, you just think like, Oh, yeah, like this happens. This can happen in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought back to um like 10 years ago now, 8 10 years ago when I thought I was like, look, I don't think 25 years from then um I was like, I don't know if football is going to be around because that was like at the height of the concussion discussion and the proliferation of that. And I was like, look, this isn't going to stop until somebody dies on the field. And saying it not flippingly or trivially, but like, I think that is what it's going to take because you see, I mean, and I spoke on it as well earlier this season when Tua had his second concussion. Now he's had his third concussion. And it's like, okay, when do we just tell this player or this player decides, like, I can't keep doing this because my health is going to be too far damaged and you see guys keep going and it's like okay so there's just nothing that's gonna there's literally nothing in the concussion uh sphere that will stop this game from continuing ryan shazier gets stunned we've seen all these different things that seem tragic but then this happened and i was just like i, I couldn't care less about football at that point like i yeah i I, buddies, I i was glued to like i need up like i need to someone to tell me what's happening like and then you see the the replays of all the players reacting because i didn't see it in live time like you just see them reacting and it's like 
oh, these guys aren't going to be able to play football. Like, well, and not only that, but because like was, right then and there, it was assumed that a five minute break would happen, and they'd resume the game. And you see Joe Burrow throwing warm up passes, and I'm looking at his eyes, and I'm like, that guy's not here. He's yeah. not focused on this sport, and like. You can't ask these people to play this game right now. Well, and it's also a thing. This is a thing. Um, like the whole, the thing with concussions um, and the reason I kept playing was because it is a long-term effect. It's something that happens and you think, all right, well, yeah, this will definitely screw up my life later, but I want to, I love football. I want to play football now. And that's, Something and this speaks to your point you were just making is that it's a long term thing. So like people don't understand, I don't understand consequences unless they're immediate. So then what happened with Demar Hamlin just made and it also made the realization that like I'm I like that my life is gonna be fucked up. Like it it brings all that stuff back. Like yeah. oh yeah, like. This is violent and this is like all the consequences I kept pushing down the road are eventually going to affect me and seeing it affect him in the immediate right then and there, like brought all that stuff back where it's like, oh, yeah, like I'm fucked, too. And obviously mine is going to be further down the road. And I've already felt effects. I've talked about it on walk offs before of my injuries and like obviously with my brain damage and stuff. And that's already started to take effect at 34. And it's just going to get worse. But to see it happen to DeMar in the moment, it was very much like, oh, yeah, there's there's a toll we all have to pay to play football. And obviously this is far greater than anyone else. But it's like we don't think about it. no one thinks about it. I heard Dominic Foxworth say something on the Rosillo show that was very poignant where he goes, when you woke when he because he had a, a teammate that was murdered after the last game of the season. Mm -hmm. And he said he remembers waking up in the morning and thinking the worst thing that can happen today is we lose this game to the 49ers and we're not in the playoffs. That's the worst thing that can happen. You fast forward like 20 hours and his friend, his teammates dead. Yeah. And you go, I never even thought this would happen. Yeah. Yeah, and Ryan Clark said that as well. Like, uh, he said a similar thing to that where he was like, DeMar Hamlin's 24, and he thought, hey, yeah, I'm putting my life on the line playing this game. But he didn't think in this way, in this fashion, this immediate, kind yeah. of to what you're saying. Like, it's like, okay, down the line, I'm going to feel ramifications. But at this second, at this moment on this field, my life is not going to stop, right? But now it's a, it's a, it's something that's in people's heads. But I, I to what you're saying, like, you know, where the bulk of players who are playing this are young, and they kind of put this down the line. I just think back to like when I mentioned Joe Burrow. I think it was one or two of his concussions. Um, he was asked about because it happened in Cincinnati, and like the next press conference, he was asked about it, and he was like. It's just a part of the game. It's just something you have to deal with. So then seeing his eyes and just seeing how taken out of it he looked and Josh Allen, who plays a violent brand of football that we glorify. We we say, like, that guy has the dog in him and everything. Like, just seeing how it looked on his face and, like, the other DBs who play yeah. with Hamlin, just how it affected them. You knew it, this was just not. I mean, when I when they cut to the when they cut to the players 
I immediately started just at work, just openly just crying because mm. you see all their reaction. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Like, Th- he's that's not, his friend. I, I thought he was I thought <laughs> he was gone. Like and everyone's kind of danced around this and everything I've heard where it's like, oh, my God, did, did we just see what we just saw? And everyone's kind of not saying I thought he was fucking dead. I, was I say, thought I mean, he was dead in, in the clinical term. He was his heart stopped. Yeah, he was dead. Right. He was. I, re- I when I saw them crying and the the tears in their eyes and stuff, I go, he just died on the field. He's you dead. Would, yeah. You would think. And, I mean, CPR is not administered to the healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just being frank. Like, no, when, yeah, you're right. You you would never. I mean, I don't think as the viewer, as the player, never in a million years you think that a someone you're watching or somebody you're playing alongside is going to have to be given CPR and be resuscitated back to life. That means for a moment, Never in a million, yeah, that no person one, was gone. People told me doctors, uh, trainers, staff, everyone told me after my first, you know, few concussions, Hey man, this is going to have long-term effects. But in the moment I did not care because I was like, I love playing football. And I say this to this day, And I don't know if it'll hold up, you know, when I'm 50, but to this day, I say I would not trade the long, the extra longevity that I um, could have had for what football gave me. I wouldn't trade that in a million years. Now, it's easy for me to say that because my aunt who got ALS was also the kind of person who was like, oh, I'll never be fed through a tube. I'll die before I let that happen. And then when it came time to do that, she said, please don't let me die. So I don't know if. I'm talking, and I say that because I don't know if I'm talking tough tough now. Like, oh, I wouldn't trade anything for football. And then when I'm 55 and they're like, yeah, you've got, you know, a few years left to live. I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I could live to like 80. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But as of this moment, I wouldn't trade anything for what football gave me. But if I saw this as a sophomore in high school, I would be terrified. Yeah. Because it's immediate. It's now. It's. It's not like, oh, yeah, it's you immediate. get to live a healthy life and then in 10 years. It's like that movie Looper where you get the like the Looper mm-hmm. comes in and you go, all right, well, I've got all this gold and I've got 20 years left to live and I'm going to have a good time. It's not like that. It's like, say, no, you're going to die now. I'd say and, and I'd say the scariest part about it, I mean, is just how mundane the play looked. Yeah. Like it wasn't. Like uh, like I said, when I went to Twitter, I was bracing to see like this horrific collision. Like the Derwin James head helmet to helmet shot looked a little worse, looked by far worse than that. The helmet to helmet shot that we saw, um, I think it was in the TCU Michigan game, looked worse than that. It looked like a routine. The targeting that play. they didn't call, yeah, yeah, exactly. It looked like a routine standard play that. You're going to see in the middle of every single game, and that the, was the one. When I saw the hit, I, I agree with what you're saying, but there was a part of me when I saw it. I don't know if it was just I would say, uh, but you have the confirmation bias. Yeah, I would say you have the context of knowing something happening. But here. the way, yeah, that's true. The way I saw, but it was in the hit itself was interesting in the fact that when DeMar and T hit, it's like T, like I said, lowers like his shoulder and his shoulder pad goes right into DeMar's chest. And the thing that kind of like spooked me when I saw it was the fact that DeMar didn't really give. Like mm. he didn't push back. He almost pushed forward into it. And that was immediately when I saw like how it happened. That's the reason, like I said, where I was like, oh, his heart, like the way his chest kind of caved in 
to T Higgins and he didn't like, cause a lot of times you see those hits and the guys just like bounce backwards yeah. and he didn't bounce. Like he, he like caved into him. And that's when I was like, Oh, that didn't look good. But again, I had context. I was like, well, I know it obviously was terrible because he's, yeah. he's I know he's something not. happened yeah. before I watched this play, but like in the middle of it, I mean, we, we'll see, like you said, like you're looking at it in the milliseconds, but we'll see 10 plays that look similar to that. Just yeah. where, the person have a little more gift. They yeah. They, they bounce a little yeah, bit further off and then you jump up. Yeah. Uh, fall into the tackle or something like that. Um, but yeah. So uh, on a positive note, they were able. Um, I've uh, TK talked about this. Tony and uh, a few other people I saw on Twitter, doctors, certified MDs, and stuff like that. Where the fact that they were able to administer CPR on the field and follow protocol is probably. What kept him not probably it is what kept him alive. And then Cincinnati, and I was telling you this last night, I only know this from my mom being a trauma nurse for so long. Cincinnati is a level one trauma unit. That's mm-hmm. where they train other doctors around the country for trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's the best. And I mean, it's sick to say, but if this was going to happen anywhere, you'd want it to happen in Cincinnati because yeah. that's the best. The University of Cincinnati Hospital is the best trauma unit in the country. And ergo, probably one of the best in the world. So. The, the update, the last update we got from Buffalo Bills was that he was still sedated, but the doctors were hopeful. Yeah, uh, everything is looking positive. They turned yep. him over to relieve pressure on his lungs. I know I read that. Um, and there was, uh, I think there was a miscommunication that he had to be resuscitated twice. Um, but that was not true. They came out and said that's not true. The family. No, they yeah. resuscitated him and then gave him oxygen in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. And then they put him in a uh, medically induced coma. Yeah. Because uh, that's a jarring situation for you to be in. I'm, on, I'm just because he's going to I I have full faith that he's going to pull through this. Yeah. But my, my question's going to I you know what his first question is going to be when he wakes up. Do we win the game? Yep. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I also believe he's gonna, I mean, just how things are trending because I felt like if it were to take a turn for the worse, it would have happened that night. Yeah. Um, so now that we're a couple of days out, I feel like things are, if not only can only get better. Um, I, I just hope he is, I mean, still have to talk with hope. I hope he is able to wake up and see like the outpouring of support and love. Cause like some of the, some of the things that have like touched me a part of the story is like, I mean, you saw his uh, GoFundMe for his toy drive, mm-hmm. like go from 10,000 to like over a million dollars. And then uh, one thing like that, I didn't see it. I didn't see it happen, but then I just started noticing it um, was all the teams, all the NFL social media's accounts have changed their uh, profile picture to his number with the bills color and everything mm-hmm. just like uh it's something small it's a small gesture but just that sign of support for people to get behind it and you saw the people the fans go out to the hospital um we saw they did the candlelight vigil the two nights yeah yeah we saw stefan Diggs go to the hospital um and shutting I, down the game i mean yeah there was a real fear i had that it was going to go back to business as usual almost immediately like I see Joe Burrow warming up in this quote unquote five minutes period that is customary. I don't think it was told to them, but it's customary. So they were kind of just following the letter of the law there. And I'm like, I can't, I can give two shits about 
<laughs> my fantasy team, a pick them, a a, 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 a a football and a touchdown. Like, can we just focus? Can we all just focus on the well-being of this human being? So, yeah. Seeing and I the think NFL stop was very encouraging. Absolutely. And I think um, just the, the tone, because I was going to tweet that and I was like, nobody fucking cares what I yeah, have to say. Same, like, I'm just, same. I'm not going to do anything. I changed the profile picture because I, you know, out of just solidarity, I guess I, I, I did that, but it was, I think uh, the tone of the situation as horrific as it was, I think JJ Watt had it the best because everyone was like, um, thoughts and prayers and we're praying for the family, which is good. Obviously it's very good. And you know, but the, I don't know if you saw JJ Watts tweet, no. but it, it, it I just saw said, a tweet, but I don't remember. Well, it just said, uh, be okay. Please be. Okay. Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that, in that, in that moment I was like, Oh yeah. Like that. Cause I felt that before. Like when you see a teammate go down you go, now nah, man, just get back up. Like, come on, get back up. Yeah. And so I thought to me, that was probably the most succinct way to put it was just, you gotta be okay, man. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? It was something else, but I can't even think about it because your emotions are trying <laughs> to consume me. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the kickoff. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. There were other games played. All right. Finished throughout the course of the week. You got um, it? You want me to set it up? or No, I'm good. Uh, I'm a professional. I can come back into this. All right, so we're talking about the game of the Game of the week. Carolina at Tampa Bay. This is for the NFC South Championship. Uh, Carolina, if they win this game and then win this week, they were going to make the playoffs. They would win the NFC South. Uh, Tampa Bay had to do this to stay alive, even though they sat atop the NFC South for most of the season, even with their abysmal record. Uh, we thought Brady was done. <laughs> Boy. Boy, were we wrong. I thought Mike Evans was done. I thought they weren't on the same page. Didn't know yeah. what happened. Uh, Brady just alone to Mike Evans had three touchdowns, all of like 20 plus yards. All like 50 plus yards. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, Mike Evans saved a lot of fantasy teams. And and yeah, in the waning moments of the fantasy season. Uh, Tampa Bay wins this game in a big, bad uh, way. Sorry to mention. I believe uh, we'll talk about. No, we won't. But I believe L. Greg was playing against Mike Evans and Austin Eckler. Oh, really? And Austin yeah. Eckler in the last couple of weeks has come back at it. Well, yeah. And like, what was it like uh, halfway through the season? People were like trading him and dropping him. And like, it, he was not himself. And then there were some people who stuck with him. This. Like uh, yep. There you go. Uh, 30, 24 was the final score. Uh, like we said, Brady went off 34 of 45 for 432 yards in those three touchdowns. Uh, Carolina was going to try to do their old fashioned, just run ground and pound. And they were actually up in this by the, by halftime, they were up, it was 14, 10. And you thought like, are the Panthers going to stick with this? And then Brady turned it on in the fourth quarter. And we've been saying this for a couple weeks now, should Brady just play the fourth quarter? Sam Darnold saw <laughs> ghosts reverted back to the jet style. Sam Darnold, uh, tried to do too much. They had to get away obviously from running the ball when they went down and Carolina loses this game. They had to go away from when they were down, but they also were super ineffective when they were trying to run the ball. Um, yeah, it was almost like the, uh, what was it? The uh, clock struck midnight and everything turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, every, well, they turned into pumpkins and the Bucks D showed up 
and look like the Bucks D again that knows how to fill their gaps properly and yep. covering their responsibilities. Um, We're going to talk about this in the next game too, but this is a case. These both these games are going to be a case of a defense that was. I think properly rated at the beginning of the season, but then yeah. underperformed just in both situations. And then they just turned it on in the end of the year. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were baiting you guys. We're ready to go. Yeah. Kind of, well, I think, I think the other one is a little different than this one because I think this one, they had been playing. If you, go, if you really look at the Buck season, the defense was the problem a handful of times. But a lot of their scores – they it never gets out of hand. Yeah, that's true. It, it never gets out of hand. But the offense couldn't do enough, or the offense would wait till the fourth quarter to finally get things going. Um, fourth quarter Brady, man, that's an, it's it's, it's been, a different. We animal. made the joke like three weeks animal. ago, and now it's it's like turn or four weeks ago now, and it's turning into a thing. He needs a, yeah, the last couple minutes of the game, last last quarter. I mean, that's all he needs. <laughs> Uh, it, it, uh, if the defense could keep him close, he'll get you there. Yeah, but, just keep um, us in it, and then I'll I'll bring us home. But yeah, um, I mean, there's not much more to say. I, uh, I think Steve Wilkes did a, a tremendous job of what he was left um, after uh, Matt Rule got fired, uh, and he got his team into playoff contention. Uh, let's not forget. Well, how you say it? Lead, lead us not. Let us not forget. Less, like less, less, not forget. Let's not forget. Uh, if DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off, they win that game. And if yeah, Pinero doesn't miss two field goals at the at the, the extra point after the helmet toss, and then the field goal in overtime, they win that game. And this is going until next week. Um, so, um, yeah, and that's the other thing too is that this game. The Carolina Panthers, uh, even after trading away their best player, uh, still were in the contention for the playoffs. I think this team is actually poised to be in a very good situation moving forward as long as they stick with the run game. Uh, because they have quarterback. Yeah, obviously, and uh, I think I might. I think I might be selling my Darnold stock. It, I, I, I was late to the sale, but I might be selling. Uh, but yeah, after. After this year, they're actually in pretty good shape because they are still going to... It's weird because they were maintaining playoff position while still holding a, a relatively high draft pick Yeah, because of their the the situation in the NFC South. Like, they don't have a winning record, but they still could have made the playoffs. I was in, uh, in an interesting note uh, for this game that has to be taken into consideration. Mike Evans was able to go off on the cornerbacks. Their best cornerback was hurt. Yeah, J.C. Horn was out, and they had to sign Josh Norman, who I don't know if he got in the game or not. He did, uh, because I remember as soon as they were able to call his number for a tackle, they the announcers freaked out because they had it locked and loaded. That so get this, Josh Norman made like a hundred million dollars in his career, and they're like, yeah, they brought him in off the street. He was working as a barista. He made a lot in that 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 uh, That Washington, yeah, that that Washington Washington contract. contract. Dan Snyder always overpays those washed out guys. For uh, sure. Hey. But he, um, they were like, oh yeah, they were so excited to be like, he was working as a barista. And I go, was he really? And they, and then later on they were like at a coffee shop that he owns as he franchises <laughs> out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you guys wanted that. I don't he see was, him on here. 
I think he made one tackle, or maybe he was in coverage and got beat because they yeah, brought maybe. it up. Because they don't have him for a tackle or anything. Yeah, they were excited to bring up the uh, him working as a barista. He got targeted one time and no completion. He was in for a total of... So he was in for a few plays, right? A few plays. He was in, yeah. it looks like, 10 plays total. Okay, so yeah, that's not, I mean, so that's yeah. not nothing. Not nothing. I was saying, not nothing. Your defense is playing 50 plays. That's that's not nothing. Uh, plays way more than 50 plays. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think they're poised to be in a good spot. They they had problems at corner the last couple of years, though. I mean, they were trading for Stephon Gilmore, and they got Henderson well, from the Jags, and then they I had to go say, get Josh Norman. Like, It's funny enough, the two years, I mean... J.C. Horn got hurt last year, and that's when they made the trade for Gilmore, and then got hurt this year. So, and I think both are uh, hand injuries. The Henderson trade was that was this year or last year? Henderson trade was, I believe, at the start of this year. Yeah, that's what I thought because I was like, wait, he was a top ten. What was the Viscous Chenault? That was yeah, they traded him too. That was this year too. Okay, so then Henderson was last year. I think it was all, I think the Levicious, no, so the Henderson was last year and then the Chenault thing was in the off season going into this year. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I remember I was like, why would you trade him before the season? We need a weapon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Moving on. And you guys did need a weapon. Look at that. But don't forget, we have Calvin Ridley next year coming on. And oh, Christian that's Curry. right. We're going to be stacked. All right. Minnesota Green Bay, another. Christian was not, way better number two than number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christian Kirk, not, that's a Christian Wood. Yeah, you're talking NBA, but I, I knew what you meant. Um, oh, okay. Minnesota at Green Bay. This is not for the NFC North because Minnesota's already locked that up, but this was for the playoffs for Green Bay. This is for the soul of the okay. NFC North. Yeah, <laughs> because everyone knows Minnesota, out of the 59 teams that have been, whatever their re- what is their record? Something stupid. 10 um, and the 12 and 4? So out of any, out of, the last how since the Super Bowl era, there have been fifty nine teams that are twelve and four. Because remember, it used to be a sixteen game season. Guess where Minnesota ranks out of those fifty nine teams in point differential? Uh, I'm going to say dead last, fifty ninth. Uh, <laughs> so we knew Minnesota. I mean, I said that they have I, a negative. Knew, I know yeah. they have a negative yeah, differential. Negative I'm aware it's of like that. negative nineteen. Um, <laughs> so Minnesota's the worst twelve and four beat, team. Sorry, when they got beat by um, when they got beat by the Cowboys, that tipped it into the negative and then they won a couple games with like four points and everything so they brought them back so this score definitely dipped them back for sure yeah green bay wins this game uh 41 to 17 uh vikings and this was interesting because the packers are an eight and eight team and obviously they don't have any real offensive weapons except uh what is it christian walker who's the speedster but he was like dropping balls like crazy in the beginning of the season watson watson and so Aaron Rodgers didn't really trust him. They've got Mercedes Lewis, who is still in the league. Jesus Shouts out Christ. to him. Yeah. Um, so I it was, wonder. Yeah, it was weird because everyone, and this is what we were referencing Aaron earlier. Gordon. Don't Aaron Gordon. Absolutely. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. What is up with You're me in NBA right NBA, now? <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Um, past Christmas season. Once we're past Christmas. It's all life. NBA. But all um, NBA. everyone said their defense was going to be stacked because they do have some players to say they have some pro bowl and all pro players on that defense and they just didn't show up earlier this year. I'm not sure kind of what happened, but then they were able to turn it on obviously uh, with the Viking situation. So I don't know. 
Um, hang on, I'm sorry. So yeah, so the the defense has been able to turn it on the last couple of weeks. So they played the Bears that only scored 19 points. They won that game. Beat the Rams when they only let them score 12. The Dolphins with their high flying offense only put up 20 points, and this was in Miami. And then the Vikings only put up 17. And this is it. I mean, this is in Lambeau, but. The, the Packers are now going to be in the playoffs. They're going to squeak into the playoffs. And, I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to make it to a Super Bowl because he doesn't when he has a stacked team. So mm-hmm. I don't. I doubt he will this year. But they are going to make some noise. And Minnesota is the lyingest 12-4 and four team ever. The, the most fraudulent. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the, the difference with the defense – and one of the things I've been noting all season was their defense was playing so off coverage so much. Uh, and this time they decided to man up and they stuck Jair Alexander on Justin Jefferson, covering him one-on-one for pretty much the entirety of the game. And uh, he was relegated to one catch for 15 yards. Uh, and if Kurt can't get it to him, there is nothing uh, – <laughs> There ain't nobody else really on this nope. Viking offense that's going to be a game breaker. Uh, no, Adam Thielen's a possession receiver, and I mean he's been. And most Adam of his Thielen's kind of done that. Like, yeah, it's so often. Not saying that I don't think he could perform, but as far as their offensive setup, they focus on Hawkinson since they brought him in. They focus on Jefferson and Thielen seems to be an afterthought at times. Uh, KJ Osborne seems to get more uh, play than him on most days and to that effect KJ Alborn had seven targets in this game Thielen had four um, yeah Hawkinson had 12 like yeah they love they've paid so much for Hawkinson with that would they pay, give up a second round pick or a first uh, round pick they got to play remember, but yeah they definitely uh, did um but yeah no Kirk had three interceptions this game was uh, not even won by Green Bay's that's the interesting thing this game was not won by Green Bay's offense whatsoever it was Special teams and defense. Uh, The defense had three picks, one for return for a touchdown, and they had a kick return that kind of sparked the the scoring onslaught. Um, And the offense kind of had like once short field position, and once they had that cushion, like they could kind of do whatever they want. They could manipulate the game however they saw fit. And um, yeah, I mean. Aaron Jones ran the ball 14 times for a buck 11. Like, <laughs> it was nothing but gravy. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah like Green Bay's here. Green Bay's going to be tough in the playoffs because the NFC is not really stacked, especially with defenses. So, um, looking at it what? as of. I mean, other than San Francisco. Wow. Who's, who, Whose defense are you taking? Philadelphia. Oh, Cowboys. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Philly. Philly. <laughs> the Bucks. <laughs> well, the Cowboys have kind of. Oh, yeah, that's the thing is the Cowboys have kind of taken a downturn. The Bucks. Is it for real? Like I so know everybody we've seen it before, has bad but, games, but I think like, that's true. You know, buckle down. Those I four teams have good defenses. Well, there's one great defense, and that's San Francisco. But yeah. everybody else has good. Well, and Philly's right there, but it's just—I mean—that's it it's was, the consistency it's, more than yeah, anything. Yeah, it's been man. well, and they've the injury. The, yeah, I, I hate say to the say good it because uh, well, I mean, we'll it's a Utah it, Jazz right, thing, but peak too no, soon. No, didn't, did not. All right, heard at the Moving right time, on. I'd say. Heard at the right mm-hmm. time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more round. 
All right, one more round. I'm going to start us off um, so we can finish with Joe's team. Steelers-Ravens, 16-13. This was the Sunday night game. This is what they gave us. He's Tyler gonna do Huntley it, Brennan. versus... He's going to do it, Brennan. What? He's going to do it. Who's going to do it? Mike Tomlin oh. will continue his streak of a winning record. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Who do He's they play eight next week? Eight. Uh, the Browns? Yes. He's 8-8 eight and, eight and has the Browns to play next week. God damn it, man. <laughs> a fucking zombie, dude. He just keeps uh, coming. You cannot kill Mike Tomlin. His eyes are open. They yeah, Steelers blink. win 16-13. Uh, obviously, the Ravens. The Ravens might get bounced out of the playoffs. Uh, they were already possible? clinched. Oh, they have? Okay. Yeah, they already clinched like a week ago. I was wondering why, like, because there was some talk like, oh, the Ravens, I think it was last week if certain things happened, the yeah. Ravens could have been bounced. And they were like, why isn't Lamar playing? Like, they could, they have their playoff lives on the line. So, um, yeah, Kenny Pickett might be the guy. I think he's the guy. Look, he just needs another, if he gets another year, I mean, he's had a couple of injuries this year and a concussion. Um but I think another full offseason, he looks he looks competent enough. Now, I don't think he's going to be a superstar quarterback, but with the receivers they have and the abilities that he has, um, he can definitely be the guy for them. Yeah, he can definitely be a game manager. And Pickens is a mon- I don't know where they keep getting these receivers to. Man, I've said this year after year. I don't. Whoever is on their scouting team is like, has the laser focus on receivers because they they get rid of more receivers than they keep. They've gotten rid of more Pro Bowl receivers than most teams have ever drafted. Like, they went on a run of Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, to Antonio Brown before he was a maniac, to Juju Smith-Schuster, to Chase Claypool, to, I mean... That's just the last couple of years. Those guys have all made, um, if not... The all pro team, all those guys have been on, been to Pro Bowls. And I mean, guys who didn't pan out, but not for reasons because of their on the field play, more so off the field. Martavius Bryant looked like a stud when he was there. Darius Hayward Bay looked like a stud when he was there. If, but they couldn't Darius stay Hayward on Bay the field. Drafted by the Oakland Raiders and was seen as a bust. Then he goes to, then he goes to uh, the Steelers. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, they know what they're doing with the receivers. Then you man. got Pickens, you got Deontay Johnson. Like, man, it's insane how they just, just turn these guys out. Yep. One more round. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, this is pretty much in here just to give a shout out to our former uh, producer, L. Greg. At the beginning of the season, he told me uh, I was wrong having the Dolphins ranked as high as I did. He said they would not make the playoffs. And it's starting to look like they won't. Uh, they've lost, I believe, like what, six, like five, six straight now. I believe it's five in a row. Yeah, I'm not sure. It might be six. Um, uh, officially eliminated, though, with that loss to the Patriots. No, I thought I thought not officially eliminated, but they like needs to be different machinations for them to backdoor in. Oh, don't tell me that's the case. Like, I think the Patriots would have to lose. Pittsburgh would have to lose. They would have to win. Lost five in a row. They could sneak in that way. So all their losses come in bunches. So they lost three in a row at the like towards the middle of the season. Yeah. And they just that lost was two five in a row. First injury. This yeah. five in a row is just insane. But um yeah, I mean they, they went out with uh and they have the misfortune of they can't keep a quarterback healthy. It, it's so odd. Uh 
the Tua his situation, and then in both games where Trey Bridgewater starts, he's out. He got hurt in the first, like the first quarter. Yep. Like talk. <laughs> so it, it just just bizarro. One more round. All right, oh, my the Patriots could backdoor their way into the postseason. I know that's nuts. My that's um. Right now, as it stands right now, the Patriots are in over the uh, Yeah, Dolphins. but they'd have to beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Yeah. My Jacksonville Jaguars uh, totally clean up the mess that they made at the beginning of the season with the Houston Texans. Jacksonville has come on. I love Doug Peterson. I um, will never, ever say another bad thing about him, even though we did talk about at the beginning of the season how difficult it can be to be a fan of his because he does go for it on fourth downs all the time and stuff. But... um. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, this I thought you were frozen for a second. I was like, I'm just no. going to keep talking. Uh, <laughs> Jacksonville wins 31-3, to I think, was the final. Uh, this game was everything you wanted it to be. Defense looked great. Uh, we look like we're rounding out into playoff form. Hopefully we can beat ten- – not hopefully. I have faith that we will beat Tennessee this week and win the AFC South. Backdoor cover if I ever fucking saw one. Beginning of the season, I thought we were going to be animals. And then half the, from the – Week four on, I was like, oh, man, more of the same. We lost more games by one score than any other team in the league by a wide margin. We lost like eight of our losses or excuse me, six of our eight losses all came by one score. Uh, And now we are in the playoff picture. We will be playing a home playoff game against, as it sits right now, the Chargers, who we mopped the floor with in week two. So, well, Herbert was hurt, but whatever. I'm excited for it. That was game one of ribbon yeah, that was, yeah, the week one he got the ribs hurt and then game one back. So week two he played us and we toasted him. Or week three maybe because we, we beat the yeah, Colts in that time too. Yeah. All right. One more round. Everything is fine. Right? <laughs> Everything is fine. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Like you just said, relax, guys. All right. The Still Eagles, projected the number one seed. The Eagles lose to the New Orleans Saints in a game that, I mean, it's really a three-point game. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore gets a pick six at the end. They kind of jumps it. But um, there's a reason why I believe and I contend that Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Even with everything being good on this team, um, he is the dynamic he is dynamic and dynastic enough to take everything we have and take it up a notch. Um, I would rather say, I don't think they did much different in this game than the Cowboys game. I think the Cowboys defense just gave up a lot more um, and weren't as disciplined as the Saints were. But Gardner Minshew, and it's something I noticed in the first game, he looked pressed. Mm-hmm. He would start his rollouts, he would start his drop back to me incorrectly by going inside and limiting his ability to then go outside instead of keeping his body straight and giving him the option to go either way. Um, And they, I mean, they gave him a script. They said, don't deviate. He didn't deviate. He only had one interception at the very tail end of the game. Um, They didn't get the running game. I mean, the running game was there for them to have, uh, but they weren't consistent with it. They kind of just gave up on it way too soon before they needed to. The one touchdown we had was a 
I don't know what that corner was doing, but he just ran right by AJ Brown, <laughs> and AJ Brown just had to outrun everybody to the end zone at that point. Um, but yeah, I think now there's no confirmation as if Jalen's playing the last game or not, but I think so because I saw some uh, footage going into last week of him throwing at practice. So I think he'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. We'll get the number one seed. If anything, I kind of prefer it this way. Um, kind of like how you guys, uh, Trevor didn't play the second half at all. Yeah. Just get what's the name in there. We play the Giants. The Giants, I don't know if they're going to bring their full force because they've already clinched. They can't change their position. So just knock them out in the first quarter, first half, and then just get everybody out there. Uh, the thing I was going to say was uh, the defense, the defensive line has four people, first time ever, four people with 10 plus sacks in a season. Uh, Robert Quinn is coming back from injury. He just got activated from the IR. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson just got activated back from the IR as well. So some people are coming back. Still doing it. I would say, yeah, some people are coming back, I would say. So um, want Avante Max to get healthy. You want Jalen to continue to be healthy. And you want Jordan Davis to be ready. Uh, Jordan Davis as well. So getting that number one seed will help with all those things because it gives you that extra week of rest. Do you think with um – I know we don't normally do this in the quick hits, but this is interesting to me. Do you think with how young Jalen is and with his lack of playoff experience, it is a good idea to get the number one seed and have that bye week? Because he's taking all this time off for injuries, and then if he only plays like the first half this week and then he has a bye week, do you think that's a good thing, or do you think it maybe he needs to get the reps? I think it's a good thing because okay. played in the postseason last year. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, gotten the reps all year this year. I mean, he played in. Yeah, the there's high. no, there was no question this year because remember yeah. last year there was still talk of like exactly. when Gardner came in and made a couple plays and people were like, oh, maybe it's a battle. Um, and I mean, he played high level college football, so the rest versus rust thing, I think it's different because playing in the last game, I think you know, it just helps it a little more. And yeah, you so if have he did to, not play in the last game, yeah, then if he it would did, be. if I would have been more, I would have. I would have been more nervous if we say won the Saints game and he didn't need to play in the last game. Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Because then it would have been – he would have had like four weeks of rest. Yeah. But just getting in there, getting some action, seeing, getting the feel back and everything before going into the final uh, – before going into the postseason, I feel like would be the best thing. And then just you want to have everybody – Close to as healthy of anything. That's why the buy is most important, especially with how it's up now. You want to have everybody close to healthy as possible can be. Yeah, absolutely. Already. All right, moving on to the NBA. Sorry, I got distracted for a second. Oh, good. Let's talk about it. Uh, teams are shifting. We're after Christmas now, so now the NBA season has truly started. Uh, the Celtics have kind of slipped. Uh, your Denver Nuggets are a fucking number one team in the West with a bullet. Um, what was the most impressive thing you saw over the last week? Donovan Mitchell dropping 71 or Clay Thompson with his 54? Um, I'm going to say Clay's 54. Uh, Me too. 
Donovan Mitchell, not to knock that 71, 71 is a big number. Most points in 16 years. Um, is that? Best so I guess, I guess Devin had 70 a couple yeah. years back. Okay, so one point difference to me. It doesn't make a damn difference. Um, but it's not the second highest, uh, which would have been 81 or 82, rather. Um, and it was an overtime game. The, the, the dope thing about uh, Wilts and Kobe's, they were both in regulation. Yep. It was four minutes of play. Kobe did it basically in three minutes of play. Um, so overtime, fifth period, only five minutes, but still some extra time there. Um, but Clay, who we've said. At the age of 20, Devin Booker had that 70-point game. Yeah, that was wicked. Uh, that was in a loss. At least Donovan did it in a win. Um, but Clay, with all the injuries he sustained and all the uh, all the flack he's received in the last year for not being who he was, and with Steph out right now, um, just seeing him kind of turn back the hands of time and do something uh, impressive, uh, almost a double right there, close to a double nickel. But uh, 54 point game, I mean, that's big. And that's going to well, be big for his confidence as well. Absolutely. And we had that. We said when Steph went out, we said Clay moving forward is not the same Clay he once was, but he still will be able to turn it on from time to time. And that's exactly what he did. And I completely agree with you. They brought Donovan Mitchell in for this reason. Donovan Mitchell is on a team surrounded by players to help facilitate what he does best, which is score the basketball. Uh, Clay Thompson, we there was a lot of talk he was over the hill. Maybe they trade him. I mean, we said that there was no way that they would trade him, but that talk was out there. I think they'd get rid of Draymond before they get rid of Clay. But the fact that he were, was able to turn it on, like you said, with Steph being out with the injury and stuff, was huge. And I, I think like, I think the confidence builder is the biggest thing because he's a shooter. Shooters got to shoot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really going to help him. But someone that's not going to help. Speaking of injuries, Zion Williamson goes down yet again. Uh, what was the uh, what was the injury? I believe it's a hammy. It'll have okay. him out for three weeks. Not for a hammy. Uh, yeah. Hopefully this doesn't linger. You know, with those bigger guys, sometimes uh, injuries can linger. Like with smaller players in the NFL, injuries linger. With bigger guys in the NBA, they linger. Uh, Zion, I think this is more precautionary than anything. Um, he's gotten himself into fantastic shape, and he has looked like a man possessed. I haven't said that in a while out there. <laughs> uh, so I think this is more the Pelicans are playing incredibly well. They have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. Let's not let's not upset this by pushing Zion too far. That's my. I think the Pelicans will stay stay above water though, because Ingram's Ingram's a good player. Uh, I don't know if Ingram's back actually. Um, I thought he was. I thought the timing. I, I could be wrong, but I thought the timing was like perfect. Like Zion was going out as he was coming back. I don't think he's not not yet. Not yet. But um, they got CJ there still as well. Um, and Brandon should be back sometime soon. Uh, I mean, they have the fortune of playing the Rockets tonight, so they could potentially capture that. But who knows? Worst team with a bullet. Who knows? We just saw OKC without Shea Gilgis Alexander drop 150 on, <laughs> on the, the Celtics. Celtics yeah. A fully healthy Celtics. Dude. That was bizarro. But um, it's the yeah. NBA. That's why we play series, baby. That's why we play seven game series. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, 
inopportune time for this injury to occur. But like you said, I think they can definitely float above water. They gave themselves a good enough cushion, uh, being that they're number three right now in the Western Conference, um, to float until he gets back. And once he gets back, they can get back to what they were doing and um, find their where find their way up the ladder. Uh, real fast, I didn't even notice this. The Dallas Mavericks are number four. Wow. They were they were a 500 team like two weeks ago. Yeah, finally pulled their head out of their ass uh, after Christmas. I don't trust those Helios. They might be on a they might be on a East Coast swing because I know that that he had that uh, 60 20 10 game. Are they getting some favorable opponents? Okay, after that they had the Rockets, they had the Spurs, they had the Rockets. Okay, they they're feasting on some fat bad teams. Okay, they had Minnesota, the Rockets, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Rockets. Like, okay, you got Rockets three times. The Knicks the was last... the only good team you listed in there. Like, jeez. Okay. All right. And that's yeah. shaky to say. Down, oh. down a couple game win streak, but they're getting fat off some bad opponents, which you have to do, but let's see what hey, happens. You can only they... play who they put in front of you. You know what I'm saying, man? At the end of the day, that's all you can do. Um, speaking of New York teams, I uh, see, see what I did there, saying that the Knicks aren't that good. Uh, mm-hmm. The Nets. Uh, are on a tear, but I'll say the same thing I said last week and the week before. Nobody in New York gives a shit. Well, Brennan, it doesn't matter because you can only play who's in front of you. <laughs> so if they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, the Nets, all that matters. You, you wrote on the rundown, can the Nets be the number one seed? Absolutely. As long as they can stay relatively healthy. Again, that's a relative term. I think they have a trade to make for a shooter. That I, I don't think Joe. I think Joe Harris is an albatross on that team. Uh, yeah, Joe Harris is their uh, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that great One performance, and, and then, then gone. Yeah, so I think the Nets can take it as long as there's no antics by any of the players off the court, and as long as they can stay relatively healthy. Obviously, it's unrealistic to think everyone's going to play 82 games, especially in the NBA of today, but as long as they can maintain some relative semblance of a team, their core, those yeah. those three guys. And I'm going to be honest with you. I took a hard line on the Ben Simmons thing. Uh, he's been playing a lot better. He's actually kind of coming into it. Has he been? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I haven't checked the stats in the last couple of games, but last week he was playing better. Okay, I, I just, I, I, like you, I like those people in New York, I barely see... Uh... Nets games, but um, <laughs> I just see the clips of Kyrie being a wizard on the floor uh, and Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant. I don't see any Ben Simmons clips. Yeah, though. Ben Simmons is leading the uh, team in assists, believe it or not, yes. and also uh, leading the team in steals. So he is he's kind of coming to his own. <laughs> coming to his own. As a former All-NBA player, he is now coming back into his own. Coming back into his own. The last game they played San Antonio. You want to guess how much points he had? Four. Exactly. <laughs> Coming into his own, though. You didn't uh, bring him to be an offensive presence. You brought him in there for defense. I mean, you, you brought him in there. A child could go for, score four points. He's two points in the game in prior for, to that. You brought him in there for Jason Tatum and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's why Ben Simmons is there. Two points in the game prior to that. All right, and moving on. Ten points. That's his three-game high right there. Ten points. It was the uh, ten point game that I saw, and I was like, "All right, he's uh, in double digits." Yeah. You're like, "Oh, look at him finally hitting doubles." Well, because he had like a twelve point game before that, and twenty six points, I think, before that. Uh, four point game before that. Uh, well, I'm saying sometime <laughs> before that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking shots. I'm just taking. I'm just looking at what Ben Simmons has been doing. Hang on, I, I haven't been paying attention. 
Uh, 12 points before that. The 12 and 11 against Minnesota. I there mean, Milwaukee. Go. Double, Small. double, baby. That was the game you were watching. Yeah, that's the one. Almost had a triple double. double. 12, 11, and 8. There you go. My Look man, out. Ben Simmons, he's back. Ben doing his, doing his damnedest. That's my account. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right, you're talking New York correspondent. <laughs> College football. Uh, and then 10 points in the game prior. So that's your 12 and 10. So boom, you weren't you were crazy. You weren't crazy. You were the right I thing. told you that was last week, too, wasn't it? Like it was a like ago? a week and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, the Nets, uh, as long as those those their two top guys can stay steady, right now they're on a 12-game winning streak um, in which they've beat you know, teams who they'll face in the Eastern Conference uh, as like the Hawks and the Cavs and the Bucks, um, Toronto. So, yeah, I mean, in the Hornets. <laughs> That was a joke. Just kidding, people. Uh, Man, they housed the Warriors. They destroyed. I think that was either the game Curry got hurt or the game after he got hurt. Yeah. Um, but the Celtics have dropped their last two: one to the war, one to the Nuggets, and then one to uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So right now they're half game back. Um, could they hold this up? They haven't been able to the last couple years. They say that they've rallied around their new coach, Jacques Vaughn, and everything that transpired so far in this season. So if they have a rallying point and they really believe in uh, their coach and their coach is holding their feet to the fire and holding them responsible for their play on the court, man, I mean, we've been waiting for this team to arrive for years now. And it was a toe too big from Kevin Durant. But maybe after four or five years of this experiment and a Steve Nashless, uh, a Steve Nash firing, they finally can get this together. Yeah, we'll see. I still don't. They're still not beating the Celtics in a series. Yeah, we'll see. Jason oh. Tatum surpassed Kevin Durant. All right, talking college. Talking college football. Huge upset this past weekend. TCU, the Horned Frogs of the non-power. Oh, I guess they're in a Power Five, but not from a weekend Power Five. Uh, yeah, weekend Power Five conference. TCU beats the powerhouse that was the undefeated Michigan Wolverines. Uh, huge scoring game back and forth, but TCU looked, uh, excuse me, not back and forth. TCU was in control most of this game, almost the entire game. Uh, when it was 14, nothing. It was like 21 to at one point, like 21 to three, three. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this game's over baby. Uh, too big, too big. I feel bad for Harbaugh. He's a good coach for the first couple of years. And then he kind of, apparently people, he rubs people the wrong way, but I thought this was Michigan's year. I don't like, teams that are perpetually like on the cusp i don't like that it is like it's something about my anxiety it like bothers me it's like either fucking do it or get out of the way like what are we doing here um and i feel like michigan's been in that situation for a while did you see this did you watch this game i know you, your stance on college football uh, i watched a little of this game i got into the game a little later when i got to the game it looked like probably one of the the worst quarterback game i've ever saw Cause, like when the stats were flashed it was like mccarthy you're talking about michigan's quarterback Michigan's court. Well, Michigan's quarterback. The thing that I'm looking at his stats now, and apparently he had good stats. When I turned the game off, he did not look to throw the ball. It felt like a damn time. Like he yeah, just kept like, running the ball. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then Max Duggan until that last uh, touchdown. 
Did not look like the highest. He had like nine reception, nine completions for like a buck something. I'm like, it was, he was like nine for twenty, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, the defense <laughs> scored. Uh, the defense scored a couple of times in that game. Uh, yeah, but apparently it, was, it came down to a couple busted coverages uh, for TCU. Michigan. Yeah, uh, where Michigan, Michigan was, had the busted coverage. Yeah, they cornered blitz, didn't rotate their safeties, and gave up big plays. And then, yeah, they got burned a couple of times. It was embarrassing. And then Michigan, uh, apparently, I, I heard that they got to the, they got on the one like three times and didn't convert any got of stopped, those. Yep. Yeah, they tried to do and a Philly Harbaugh special. then Harbaugh went for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, fourth down, he went for a Philly special, fucked that up. Mm-hmm. So um, didn't see this result coming. The next game, Georgia over OSU. Did not see, I saw the result coming, did not did see not the see game that. coming. Wow. Did not see the game coming. This was a back and forth. This was a fucking game, dude. This was. And for anyone out there who's like, oh, I thought Georgia had a defense. Go fuck yourself. Georgia has a defense. This game just got out of hand. Sometimes that happens in modern football. Yeah. Um, this Bet one money. TCU won't put up more, more than 21 points. I will bet any amount of money. 21 points. I'd have to think about it. I'd have to think about it. Do they have, do they have the green wave in them? The green wave? Do they have that green wave in them? Like the dog in them? Do they have oh, the green, the green wave? Do they have the yeah. green wave in them? I mean, TCU's—they're the Horn Frogs, baby. They got—they got something coming. Same. But I told you, I told you all year about Tulane leading in green wave. Just saying, Tulane um, upsets uh, USC in a big bad way. They did forty-six. Best. You had that. You had that all year. Best turnaround ever by a team to go from two and ten to twelve and two in one season. You had it all year, man. You were on that. But uh, how true is that stat? How long did Scott Frost get you at UCF good in two years or one year? Two years. Okay. All right. All right. Just making sure I'm not crazy. I was like, they were like owing something at one point. Yeah. Uh, but Stetson Bennett. With, uh, what's his name at uh, USF? The Grothies coach? When it was JPP and uh, Matt. Oh, I never knew who the fuck that coach was. I forgot about the coach. I mean, we played him and I can't remember the coach. Uh yeah. But that was that. That, that was team like was a, good though. That was a quick turnaround too. That was a team. Did they end up like they ended up like number two in the nation at one point? Yes. Yeah. We we when we played them, they were number two in the nation. Okay, the game was yeah. sold out. Yeah, and we barely lost to them. We lost by a touchdown. Ooh, look at you, um, Brennan. You know, I'm gonna do this. We do this just about every year. It feels like CJ Stroud looks like the truth, man. He looked like the truth, man. So he right, was getting is, out of some of those, uh, some of those blitzes and around some of those D uh, D ends. I like D the tackles. fact that he doesn't he doesn't run off rip. I like the fact that he and Justin and the NFL now does the same thing. So I've railed against Ohio State quarterbacks for a while. Um, I might have been wrong about Justin Fields. He hasn't proven it as a passer yet, but his toughness and grit has already showed me more than any of these other Ohio they gotta State quarterbacks. They got to get him off the line so he can yeah. try to pass the ball. But I think I think Justin might have it. Um, I th- and I hate to fucking say it, but I think CJ might have it too. Man, he if if nothing, he has the fight in him. Yeah, um, he's and like I said, I I like the fact that he'll keep his eyes down the field and he'll take a hit and throw the ball versus just take off and run like some of these other athletic quarterbacks do. Wow, a little code word from Brennan there. Um, John, yeah. No, uh, fucking uh, Duggins. No, Josh. Uh, no, Duggan can't run. Duggan's a Duggan pocket back. Run? 
I mean, he can move a little, but that's like Matt, that's like the, that's the Daniel Jones thing where it's like he's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna oh he is gonna um, Josh Allen Josh Allen's an athletic quarterback uh, Kyler Murray's an athletic quarterback those guys aren't black Kyler's Kyler's black <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa he's uh, Polynesian Samoan Samoan. Again, I wouldn't consider him an athletic. I was that wasn't athletic <laughs> at all, but uh, um, but yeah, George is gonna thump TCU, right? We're, we both have this. Uh, I think the line is like 14, um, 14, 13. I saw it at 13 and a half the other day, but yeah, uh, I think it was this is one thing I heard that was actually shocking to me because everyone, whenever people talk about the SEC, the reason why they're so dominant is uh, the play on the lines and then the speed. And I actually heard someone talking. I can't remember who it was. I think it was um, Trent Dilfer was talking about TCU is actually. Trent Dilfer? You mean the head coach of UAB? Yeah. He was on the Rosillo show talking about uh, the playoffs. Playoffs. And uh, (laughs) TCU, he said, is actually going to be the fastest team on the field. He said they're faster than Georgia, which I which shocked me. I mean, watching them play, you can see it. That one number one, that wide receiver who's like six five, but also runs like a gazelle. Like that dude's. I've been I've been burned by TCU receivers before in my past. All right, I want to get into that, but um, yeah, I'm talking to you, Jalen Rieger. (laughs) I was Um, about to say, but yeah, uh, you mean Patriots, Jalen Rieger? (laughs) My buddy did the same thing, Jalen Rieger, Minnesota. Nelson Aguilar, other failed Eagles oh, receiver, okay. is in uh, New England. Yeah, I would say both. I can understand the mix-up. Both small, fast guys that failed in Philadelphia. Um, and you're racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, TCU, I mean, TCU has, uh, they have the benefit of the the Big 12 where they're, they high-flying, high-flying, fast offenses. Um but the difference with them is their offensive line is very physical and they do yeah. have a kind of grinded out. They have uh, a run game too. Yeah, they have a grinded out mentality. Um, I think Michigan thought, you know, those cornbread boys in the Big Ten were going to just mow over them and they got punched in the mouth and kept getting punched in the mouth. Yep. Um, and they weren't ready for that. I, I love that Ohio State loss. I'm happy the way they, how they lost. Um, if you know me, you know I'm a avid Ohio State hater. Because of 2002. Um, what happened in 2002? I don't like to talk about it. Miami won their sixth national championship, and then it was stolen from uh, <laughs> by Tracy Porter. Um, Tracy Porter? Yeah, Tracy Porter. Uh, the ref has the same name as the Saints corner. That I was going to say, how did you the deal? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the same name as the Saints corner that got the pick six to win their Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, so... I think Georgia wins. I think I don't. I don't want to say big. I don't want to say big, but um, I will say that these were the two best playoff games we've ever seen, like in the same day. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Because usually one game is like okay, and the other game is like all right, changing Abysmal. the channel. Yeah. <laughs> so it was two good games, which is the most you can ask for. Um, the, I'm. <laughs> I'm nervous now because we just finally got two good games and now we're going to go to 12 teams and it's going to be. I like, think the 12 teams is a horrible idea. It's going to be a lot more of the other type of games before it gets, excuse me, before it gets good again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to so, be a mess with the 12 games. All right. Especially when you got USC losing the two lane, like USC would have been one of the teams in there. Came and beat the green wave. Like, 
Yeah, right. What are you doing? Would Tulane have been surprised how quick? Quick, name hits. Quick hit. Tulane ended up number sixteen. They would not have been in. Oh man. All right. Uh, quick hits. Quick. We'll be quick. quick. Talking NHL right this now. This is all you. I got nothing to say. My team is trash. Um, outside of a couple oh, wow. big results, uh, your team has dropped Chucky significantly a, in the standings. Chucky got a uh, Matthew Kachuk. He got a hat trick the other day. Barkov had a hat trick the game ahead of that. But after that, we can't stop. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose three. Um, we stink. All right, so I don't got nothing to say until we get on a hot streak. Well, my team, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, have won four in a row. Uh, did you know the Blackhawks are the worst team in hockey right I now? I did know that. Wilbon made mention of that. Yeah, was that uh, that number one kid? Yeah, the um, Canadian boy. Yeah, he's like twenty years old and he's scoring he's like, like crushing it at points. the juniors. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think my we team, play them today or tomorrow. U.S. My, versus Canada World Junior oh, Semifinals. Yeah. My team is playing well. The only problem is fucking Toronto and Boston are in our division. Uh, <laughs> Boston, the best team in the NHL, or one of the best teams in the NHL. Uh, we are playing well, though. Love it. Love my guys. Kuchi, uh, of course, as always, leading the team. Nikita Kucherov um, in assists and points. Uh, Braden Point is leading in goals. Vasilevsky, obviously, on fire, as usual. Uh, Stamkos needs to come back and make his presence known. I think he's away for injury mm-hmm. again. Like he always is, mm-hmm. you know, we, 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 we hide those guys on the bench from time to time. Um, moving on to the Prem League. Quick hits. Quick. Oh, Brennan. Oh, Fulham. One. Oh, Three wins in a row. Two back-to-back post uh, road game wins. Uh, so we haven't updated you guys in quite some time. But yeah, on Boxing true, Day. Well, we had a World Cup. Yeah, we had World Cup. But then even after the World Cup, I think. Two weeks ago, we went super long, and then the last show was uh, the year wrap-up, so we didn't do quick hits. Um, so we've oh, had yeah, three games true. since the World Cup. Uh, they beat Crystal Palace 3-0. They beat Southampton 2-1, and then they beat Leicester yesterday. 1-0. Oh, I missed the Leicester one. That's why I was like, three games? What are you talking about? The Southampton yeah. was the last game. Nope, beat Leicester yesterday. Um we are on fire right now. On fire. Mitchell on fire. We're seventh place right now. We're within striking distance to have a, uh, a UEFA tour, a European tour. Is and let's not forget those two losses we had before oh, the uh, World geez. Cup break. Killer. We were last we were, second losses to both yep. of those squads. And both, of, and both of those squads are in the top five right now, top four right now. So, yeah. And uh, we have another last second loss to the other one of the other top teams, Arsenal, we played them. Yep. They scored on the last. So second. we can hang with these teams for sure. Yeah, we can definitely hang. Um, Mitro's not going to be there for our next uh, Prem game against Chelsea, which sucks because that's one of our rivals. But he accrued too many, uh, too many yellows. Man, that ref yesterday. The only thing I will say uh, about the game specifically yesterday was first half pretty good. It started raining, and that ref. Looked like I think I think this was, this was his first Premier League game he ever refed. He looked like a rookie. He lost control of that game almost instantly in the second half, and the only thing he could do to try to control it was just start handing out yellows left and right. I think Fulham ended up with like five yellows all in the second half. Shit was insane. Yeah, it was. Um I'm just I was sorry, I got a little distracted looking at these standings. You know 
Everton we, is near the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it's a wild. It's a wild. What game. is? What is? Oh, Nottingham made it out. Wow. They must have. What won is this? this um, English FA Cup, and then there's uh, club friendlies. What are what are these games? Club friendlies were. Uh, if you're looking at the West Ham game, that was uh, after the World Cup. Don't just go right back into the season. Just, just to like warm it up. Yeah, just like a preseason tune-up game, and the FA Cup. So there's usually three different. Uh, tournaments going on domestically. That's what I thought. At once, you got the FA Cup, which uh, the winner of the FA Cup goes on to play in the Euros as well, and you got the Carabao Cup, which we got knocked out of immediately. Um, but those are just three uh, domestic trophies that are all in season. It's kind of like what the NBA has talked about having like an in season tournament, okay, running concurrently with the league and. The WNBA has uh, instituted it with the Commissioner's Cup where, uh, depending on how you perform uh, against your conference, you end up in this championship game that gives you money and you get a trophy. So Okay, cool. All right, that makes sense. So we're we're almost in the uh, – you already mentioned it, though, but we're pretty close to making it to the Euro Cup. Yeah, close to making it to the Euro outside. I mean, what, five points outside of the fifth spot, uh, eight points – Outside of the top four, which would see us in the Champions League, which we've never been in. We've been in the Euros once before, runner-up in the Euros back in 2010 with Clint Dempsey. Um, so, yeah, it would be to go from promotion all the way to the Euros would be unfathomable. Um, uh, it's weird. We, we've been doing the show long enough now where they were promoted, then demoted. Relegated from again. Right again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Marco's trying to keep the boys focused, uh, and just and the the message to the media is we're just trying to stay, uh, we're trying to stay up. We're trying to on to Cincinnati, relegation. as Bill would say, just trying to avoid relegation. We're not even talking about the potential of the Euros, but you got to talk about it when you're right there and you've 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 played Liverpool one one, Tottenham. I want to say we lost to. Did you like say you racist? Say, Racism oh, sucks. racism sucks. Your um, hand was covering the ism sucks. Uh, and then you've you've played the top couple of teams and you know, played them to the T. Uh, yeah, no. It, it's, uh, yeah, but that's the thing that's the the most promising thing about it, the whole thing is how we played Man City, Arsenal, and uh, Man United. Yeah. All right. Press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> Joe, where can they find you at, man? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorbo. You can find me on you can find my website, JoeDorbo.com. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Curing Press. Don't forget to head over to Anulo.co. And also don't forget to get your sheets, giggles, sheets and giggles, uh, because they're the sheets that will make her giggle. That is sheetsgiggles.com slash A N L. All right. Get you some nice bedding. And all that Some good nice jazz. Betting. Um, follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy, BrennanTComedy dot com. The one man show, X Drinking Buddy, January thirtieth here Ooh, in New York City. Close. Producers Club, six thirty and eight thirty show times. It is a live taping, so please be prompt. Uh, also, or not. You as you said on your last podcast, yeah, or not. Just show <laughs> up. Uh, my other podcast, as Joe's referring to, is X Drinking Buddy. Uh, I have guests on. And we talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. It's a lot of fun. Been a lot of comics. Joe's been on. Last episode was JC Mendoza. 
Yeah, that was a fun Very one. funny episode. Peach Fuzz Poppy. Um, and yeah, BrennanTComedy.com. Let's get the hell out of here. All right, Brennan. That's why we play the game. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out to Mar Hamlin.